From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. This is WIA News for week commencing January 11, 2015. And would you believe this is the 20th year of non-stop news that I've been doing. Yes, around uh, about uh, 20 years ago, there was a call went out in the VK4 area for somebody to uh, take over from Peter Jones doing the news. I said, OK, I'll do that for 18 months. That sort of grew a lot longer than 18 months and into the national news. And in the national news this week, where in the world is VK16? Now, I think soccer may give you a clue. VK16. WIA Director Roger Harrison looks at the year ahead and Wyson SA bushfire activity. These stories and more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing January 11. Now, what use is an F call? Now, last week we left as the last item an item on an unsavoury subject of bullying. This was brought to you by the author of What is an F call? Ono oh VK6FLAB. Now I'm told that through the week, and I had just the one uh, reply to that uh, from one of our uh, rebroadcast team, but Ono oh had lots and lots, both positive, for, and negative against what he said. And if you're new to amateur radio, I'm sure that you were surprised to learn that we do have those bullies amongst us. But if you've been around for a while, you'll have heard it, or perhaps even experienced it firsthand. Again, Ono with a follow-up. Yesterday, I received two communications from two separate amateurs on different sides of the country. Both had been the victim of bullies. One was from an F-call, and the other an advanced call. Both of them described some of their experiences, how they felt belittled, hurt, humiliated and abused. One of these people stayed off the air for a week. The other told me they've left the hobby altogether. The vast majority of amateurs are wonderful people. They have fun, seek friendship, enjoy learning new things and meeting new people. Unfortunately, there are those who feel it's their right, privilege and sometimes even responsibility to police the airwaves and abuse others along the way. We have repeater trolls who sit on their repeater and tell you off for using it. We have bullies who troll up and down the bands looking for infractions. They yell pirates when they perceive that someone is doing something wrong, without taking the time to actually ask what's going on. There are those who have the ACMA database on speed dial and check every call sign they hear, never mind if they mishear, and start abusing people on air. We have little darlings who think it's okay to abuse foreign accents, or to hit on women on air. There are experts who share their expertise by abusing people making mistakes. All of these examples are things I've personally heard or have spoken directly to the person to whom it happened. Bullying is no laughing matter. It's not funny, it's not cool, it's not smart, and most of all it has to stop. You may think that this is an isolated case, that it isn't endemic, that F-calls are inviting this behaviour and really they shouldn't be on air. I've got news for you. An F-call is a licensed amateur and should be afforded the courtesy and privilege that is afforded to all amateurs the world over. As I said, this has got to stop. I'm starting a bullying reporting form. 
It will take your details and the details of the bully, or if you heard someone else being bullied, it'll take the details you heard and will start logging this abuse. Over time, we're likely to find some repeat offenders and will start handing their details over to the ACMA, and before long, they'll find their license revoked and their equipment impounded. In the meantime, if you are the subject of being bullied, log the details, as much as you can remember, at the time of the event. If you're able, record the audio. Don't engage the bully. Find a friend within 24 hours and talk to them. Pick up the phone, send them an email, get in touch with someone else. Don't stew on this on your own. You did nothing wrong. It's not your fault. Don't take matters into your own hands. Don't look up their address and pay them a visit. It's likely to land you into lots of trouble. Play it cool. Ignore and log it. Karma is a bitch. The bullying reporter's form is now live on the VK6.net website with some other resources for you. If you need to get in touch with me, you can. Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo at whiskeyindiaalpha.oscarromeogolf.alpha uniform. VK6 FLAB at wia.org.au. No more bullies. I'm Ono. Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. Are you an amateur radio user or user? Whether it be the WIA, your local club, show your support in a tangible way. Support the providers you utilise. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. I trust all you listeners got what you wanted for Christmas and had a relaxing break, whether it was short or is still continuing. I made just one New Year's resolution, that I remember to always write the date with 2015 at the end. So far, so good. So, what lies in the months ahead for amateur radio in Australia? It may prove to be a watershed year in many ways. The solar pundits are saying that the solar cycle will likely enter the declining phase of cycle 24 this year. Don't despair and advertise your rig in VK classifieds just yet, however. This phase of all solar cycles takes rather longer than the run-up to a peak. It could last five to eight years. I guess the anticipated big issues are the remake of the amateur licence conditions which will sunset on 1st October, and what might come out of the government's spectrum review. So, what's happening with the remake of the LCD? Not a lot, yet. But first, the WIA's annual conference and AGM in May is to be held in Canberra. I'm looking forward to renewing eyeball QSOs with many stalwarts of these events and making new acquaintances with others. Back to the licence conditions. The ACMA has quite a lot on its plate right now, with many other sunsetting regulatory instruments to be remade, quite aside from the Spectrum Review report to be completed in conjunction with the Department of Communications early this year, and the consequent revision of the Radio Communications Act. As you would appreciate, the amateur LCD is not a high priority for the ACMA right now. You will recall that the WIA wrote to the ACMA back last July. Our submission set out some 24 issues concerning the amateur LCD. The ACMA has advised the WIA that it is considering which, if any, issues may only require minor or procedural amendments that might be incorporated into the remaking process. This would enable the ACMA to remake the LCD as a new instrument before 1st October, ensuring continuation of the amateur service and early certainty for all licensees. 
The ACMA has advised that those remaining issues raised in the WIA submission that would mean substantive amendments are likely to necessitate publishing a regulatory impact statement with a round of formal public consultation to follow. Not to worry. The opportunity to address outstanding issues remains open and the ACMA has advised that it will write to the WIA after contemplating policy and engineering considerations. That's a polite way of saying, don't hold your breath. Exactly how the remake of the LCD will proceed is not known at this stage. Given the limited time available, the WIA anticipates that the ACMA will renew the current LCD with minor amendments and no significant change and then later have a review and public consultation process to consider the raft of issues raised in the WIA's and other parties' submissions, as the ongoing spectrum review process may opt to do away with apparatus, class and spectrum licensing to implement parameter-based licensing, amateur service regulation may change considerably, possibly providing an opportunity to consider a new instrument holistically. However... Considering the time necessary to develop a new Radio Communications Act from the ground up, this isn't likely to emerge for a couple of years. You'll find a link to the whole story on the WIA website homepage. In other news, the Board will consider future development of the VHF-UHF field days following the trial of distance-based scoring alongside grid-square scoring over the past three field days of winter and spring 2014 and the summer 2015 contest concluding today. Keen contestants should stand by for some lively public consultation. The board would like some cogent, considered feedback. See you further down the log. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH for VK1WIA News. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. In the wonderful world of amateur radio, what's happening around VK? Well, this weekend, January 10 and 11, the Summerland Amateur Radio Club is at the Great Eastern Fly-In on the north coast of New South Wales. SARC has a working display of historic and modern radio equipment, information on the club and how to get a ham licence, and a monitoring station for visitors to listen in on the aircraft frequencies. Look for SARC at their radio room in the marquee directly opposite the main apron. This annual event is held at the Evans Head Memorial Aerodrome, and this year it celebrates the 75th anniversary of the number one bombing and gunnery school set up by the RAAF during World War II. Now, speaking of World War II, of course, this year, it's the 100th anniversary of ANZAC, World War I. And in Amateur Radio magazine, we've had lots of contributions on the work of military amateur radio operators. And here's just another one. John, VK5KX, John Bulling, spent his early years in Victor Harbour farming with his father, but was more interested in things electrical. In 1930, he entered a homebrew receiver in a competition and, to his surprise, won a prize of 10 shillings. With this receiver, he listened to radio amateurs broadcasting on the broadcast band early Sunday mornings and also amateur transmissions on 80 metres. In 32, he moved to the Adelaide High School and studied for his Living Honours Certificate, but also received his ham ticket, VK5KX, in 1935. World War II and he joined the Army, eventually running its design division workshops in Melbourne. 
He was in charge of the Army 22 set project, making a transceiver suitable for use in tropical locations. After the war, he returned as a power engineer. John joined the WIA in 1948 and served on the South Australian Divisional Council, the President in 1956-57 and then Federal Councillor. John became Assistant Director of Wyson and helped it use the Army wireless set that he'd helped develop years earlier. On his retirement from work in 1976, he moved to Nauru, where his oldest daughter worked, and he could be heard on air as C-21JB from that Pacific island. In retirement, he was settled north of Adelaide to operate regularly up until he became a silent key in 1993. A fine gentleman and a worthy contributor before, during and after the world. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In southeast Queensland, it can be heard on VK4 WIG on frequency 146.700 MHz at 9am every Sunday. I'm Bryn, VK4GF. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Can you solve the mystery of UVB76? The Daily Mail newspaper asks its readers if they can explain the mysterious radio signal on 4625 kHz known as the buzzer. The mysterious transmissions from Russia are thought to have started in 1982 and have continued ever since. Up until September 2010, the station identified itself as UVB76 and it is still often referred to by that name. The station transmits using AM with a suppressed lower sideband, but it has also used full double sideband AM. The signal consists of a buzzing sound that lasts 1.2 seconds, pausing for 1 to 1.3 seconds, and repeating 21 to 34 times a minute. Wind-up radio inventor gets New Year honour. The BBC report that inventor Trevor Bayliss has been made a CBE in the New Year honours list, for services to intellectual property. Trevor Bayliss is an honorary member of the RSGB and his wind-up radio made communications available to people across Africa without access to electricity. PZK and IARU anniversaries. 2015 sees the 85th anniversary of the establishment of the Polish Amateur Radio Union PZK and the 90th anniversary of the IARU. 24th of February 2015 is the 85th anniversary of the establishment of the PZK and the 18th of April 2015 the 90th anniversary of the establishment of the IARU. 2014 DX Sound Bites. Tom Kilo H. Charlie X-Ray has done it again. He has provided DXs with 152 memorable rare DX sound clips in MP3 from 2014. Visit Tom's famous Ham Gallery website, hamgallery.com. While there, also check out some of the other features on his webpage, such as 17 years of rare DX sound clips of the past, as well as some clips from the 60s and the 1970s, QSL Card Museum, Dayton Photo Galleries, and tribute to silent key ham operators. Tom states, if anyone has old HF recordings, I would be interested in hearing from them, especially sound clips pre-1998, to add to the site. The Essex Chronicle newspaper reports the UK Highways Agency wishes to remove birthplace of radio signs from Chelmsford Roads. There are 10 road signs bearing the words, Welcome to Chelmsford, birthplace of radio, on roads leading into the city. 
They were unveiled by Guglielmo Marconi's daughter, Princess Elettra, on December 8, 2001. Apparently, the Highways Agency says the sentence distracts drivers. It's disgraceful because what now remains of our industrial heritage, said Marconi Veterans Association Chairman Peter Turrell, MBE. Continuing with the international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. World Thinking Day on the air on the 21st, 22nd of February encourages guides to make friendships with members of other units, using amateur radio as the means of communication. An increasing number of guides, guiders and rangers go on to gain amateur radio licences as a result. And a happy centennial to the ARRL's official journal, QST Magazine. First published in December 1915, QST is not only the official membership periodical of the ARRL, it is also the most widely read amateur radio magazine in the world, with a monthly publication of more than 165,000. According to the league, QST kicks off its celebration with a photo contest announced in the January issue as well as online. Winning photos will appear on several QST covers throughout 2015, and each winning photographer will receive $250. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline and the RSGB. The MP3s you can find on the web at the link on www rsgb.org I'm Jeremy Boots, G4NJH and you're tuned to VK1WIA Rewind Rewind, a look back at history the Australian earthquake anniversary the Newcastle earthquake disaster happened on December the 28th 1989 that is 25 years and a week or so ago although only 5.5 on the Richter scale the earthquake had devastating effects on the city of Newcastle, the sixth largest in Australia. There were 12 lives lost and the damage bill exceeded $600 million. Weissen members played an important role in the recovery efforts. As soon as volunteers arrived at SESHQ, they joined the many rescue crews. There were no radios in the trucks and Weissen stepped in to help with effective use of the local two-metre repeater. The Newcastle Workers' Club had collapsed, causing nine deaths. Four hotels, a school and a historical buildings and hundreds of homes were wrecked. The SES controller needed a buffer between him, the public and the news media. Keith Howard, VK2AKX, with a little help, took over responsibility for public welfare inquiries and issued all press releases on behalf of the SES controller. Soon the whole world was wanting to know about the alleged looting. There was none and Keith, VK2AKX, was more than up to the task and in control. A number of barricades were manned by radio amateurs providing a radio link as required. Many police had mobile phones, but the telephone system was congested, meaning that they were basically useless. As army and police reinforcements arrived, several radio amateurs were taken off barricades and reassigned to rescue teams. The Weissen report of the disaster makes very interesting reading and showed once again that the 63 radio amateurs involved did a sterling job. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational is on Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2015. 
The hunting lions in the air event takes place this weekend, closest to the 13th of January, the birth date of Melbourne Jones, the founder of the Lions organisation. It will not be a contest, but merely means for lions to exchange greetings with other lions and lions clubs. Radio amateurs and members of the various lions clubs get together, and the lions are allowed to exchange greetings with other lions under the supervision of a radio amateur. Normally, the name and the number of the lions club is the exchange. Jock Whitefield, 2015, Saturday, February the 28th, and Sunday, March the 1st. Tablelands Radio Group will again hold AMNCW on Anzac Day, 25 April. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 1 and 2. Special Event Stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. The South Pacific Contest Club, VK3HF, SPCC.net.au, have been allocated the special call sign VK16AC to commemorate the 16th Asian Cup of Football. This event is contested by all Asian countries. Chris VK3FY says VK16AC is active until January the 31st. Over the past few years, countries vied for 15 slots available to play. Australia already has qualified as the host to make up the 16 teams. This event is held every four years and this is the first time it is being held in Australia. VK16AC is active on all HF bands and also on VHF, UHF. QSL cards can be requested through the QSL manager M0OXO via the Bureau. Veron will be active with the special event station to commemorate Operation Veritable, the successor of Operation Market Garden. The PA70OV team is busy with the preparations of their activities from February the 6th to February the 8th. Operation Veritable is not known very well to most people. It was the battle which formed the prelude to the leap across the Rhine, after which the eventual defeat of Germany soon followed. Special Event Station, 70 years end of World War II. Give peace a chance. PP70FEB is on the air 6 to 31 of January. The course on FEB has nothing to do with the month of February, as you'll learn in a second. CW and SSB, QSL via PS7AB via the Bureau or LOTW. Each month in 2015 you will hear a different call sign, obviously with 12 different QSL cards. The special event station PP70FEB is to remember the importance of peace. PP70FEB is an honour to all those who participated in the war, especially the Brazilian Expeditionary Force, FEB, on the battlefields in Italy. As I leave you from Ingham this week, from VK4FUQ, it's to our news editor Graham Kemp, VK4BB, with a look at the KRMNPA road trip and awards. Thanks, Felix. Yes, the road trip by Julie Gonzalez, VK3FOWL, and husband Joe, VK3YSP, saw them travel 2,500 kilometres in seven days and activate 17 national parks in eastern Victoria. This for the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award. This trip completes the duo's activation of all 45 national parks in Victoria over the past year, the fulfilment of a little dream inspired by a great man, Keith Roger, VK3YQ, Silent Key. Julie and Joe say they couldn't imagine a better reason to visit some of the prettiest places in Victoria and share the experience of portable amateur radio with so many friends, include a big thank you to those who followed the progress and called in along the way. This trip had over 350 contacts each with 150 stations and qualifying for the top qualification of the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award. When the trip was over, award manager Tony Hambling, VK3VTH, began to receive new claims. Congratulations both to Brett, VK3FLCS, and Mick, VK3FAFK, for both achieving 25-plus parks worked on 40 metres. 
Tony says this is a great effort as they are relative new amateurs who separately achieved 26 national parks in a mere six weeks. Congratulations also go to Peter Watkins, VK3TKK, for getting the KRM NPA Merit Award, having worked 45 parks on 40 metres. Now, activations can be at any time, but please be mindful of the Parks Victoria requirements, particularly during the bushfire season. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the northern areas of Adelaide, it can be heard on VK5RLZ, 70cm repeater, on 439.975 MHz at 9am local time. I'm Keith, VK5OQ. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Tama Art University Ground Station has decided to conclude attempts to receive the ArtSat 2 dispatch spacecraft amateur radio call sign JQ1ZNN. On December the 3rd, 2014, the Deep Space Sculpture spacecraft FO81 was put into an Earth escape orbit as a piggyback payload on the HIIA F26 launched from Tangashima Space Center in Japan. The dispatch CW transmitter on 437.325 MHz was powered by batteries which had an estimated lifetime of 27 days. Radio amateurs around the world tracked the signal from the spacecraft as it headed into deep space. The furthest two reports of reception occurred when the spacecraft was 4.7 million kilometres from Earth, far beyond what the team had expected and a record communication distance between two amateur radio stations. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW. ILLW reaches 100 milestone. A prompt on the social media Facebook on New Year's Eve about the vacant 100th registration in the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend received an almost instant reply from Germany. Quick off the mark was Jihad, DJ9QE, who will activate the Oland Light, Germany's smallest lighthouse standing just 7.4 metres tall, built of brick, and the country's only one with a thatched roof. So far, 17 countries have registered, with the leaders being Australia with 34, Germany with 22, England with 10, and 8 from the USA. It's no surprise that the leaders have 70% of all registrations to date. The 18th International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is on the 15th and 16th of August. For the easy guidelines and to register, please check out the website illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Weissen during South Australian bushfires. The bushfire that burned uncontrolled for many days since early New Year in the Adelaide Hills blackened more than 12,500 hectares of land, destroyed numerous homes, sheds and at least four businesses. The bush and grass fires and temperatures above 40 degrees Celsius and winds over 90 kilometres an hour sent 23 people, including firefighters, to hospital. One man remains in a serious condition after being hit by a falling tree. It is cheap in cattle country with a loss of about 120 animals. Forecast cooler weather was to dampen the fire threat, but locals know they need to remain vigilant and prepared for the rest of summer. Wyson President Nick McLean, VK5ZAT, 
reports that he's been at the One Tree Hill staging area assisting, including the issuing of handheld radios, to save him. That's the South Australian Veterinary Emergency Management, a response and recovery agency for animals, and the Department of Environmental and Natural Resources. Wyson has commercial UHF handhelds available, and they also set up an aluminium mast and antenna at the base station to give a more reliable range. Nick VK5ZAT says that Wyson works closely with Savem, enabling the veterinary community to effectively respond to emergency incidents involving companion animals, wildlife and livestock. While Savem can't provide an evacuation service for pets and other animals which should be in personal emergency plans, it helps any animals caught up in an emergency. An approach to Wyson by Savem in late 2013 resulted in an agreement of help being provided with communications. Nick VK5ZAT says that Savem, with its veterinarians and nurses, has been doing a good job of triaging, treating and enthusing animals and where possible some emotional support to the farmers and owners of the animals. Having Wyson South Australia's support with communication facilities has made the vital humanitarian work a lot easier and given radio amateurs a new worthy additional customer. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Well, thanks for listening to WIA and the National News Service. This one for the second broadcast of 2015. On the social scene, in this month, just the one big happening... It's, of course, on January 23 and 26. That is Australia Day. And the Townsville Amateur Radio Club in VK4, over that long weekend, will be celebrating the Australia Day long weekend with a family radio camp at Blue Water. Now, until next we meet, I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.